0: Hey there! Welcome to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. My name is Caleb Bloomis. I am one of your co-hosts. And today on Speaking Llama, we will be having another Survivor duel where we are going to pit two great Survivor players against one another and see who comes on top as the best Survivor player. Check it out.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Speaking Llama Survivor Podcast. I'm here, as always, with Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing today?
0: Well, Alex, uh, I'm doing really good. This is the fourth try at starting the <laughs> podcast tonight. Uh, so I'm do- we're doing real well to start off with. Uh, but no, honestly, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, as we've talked about before, I recently got back into The Amazing Race yes. a little bit. And yes, So I'm enjoying this season. Uh, I'm a Carolyn Panthers fan, so mm-hmm. watching Gary and D'Angelo is like... Here we go. That's it. Yeah.
1: That's great. That's okay. great. Time. How are you? I am fantastic. The holiday season is coming up, and Texas weather is beautiful right now. Uh, it's vest weather. Uh, you're wearing a vest right now. I
0: am. Wearing, you are not wearing a vest, I'm which not. I'm a little disappointed in. But I, know. I was earlier today. So well, if you don't, you know. if you're not rocking it all day, how are you even rocking it? Good point. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. What's your <laughs> question for the week? Oh, I have a great question for the week, okay. Alex. Uh, it is. We have, uh, today on the podcast, two second chancers. Yes. and uh, We're going we're intru- to introduce those a little while later, uh, but it got me thinking, who do you want to see on another second chance season? So, for those newer listeners that may not uh, know, uh, second chancers would be defined as players who have only played once and have never won the game.
1: Correct. Uh, Caleb, I could probably come up with like a ballot of 30 off the top of my head. Yeah,
0: of course. Uh, So
1: you told me right before we started uh, recording that that was the question. So easily number one pick, Sean Rector from season four, Survivor Marquesas. He should have been on All-Stars. He should have been on the first, second chances. Mad he's not. Uh, A few others that I love, Dina from the Amazon uh, season six. Definitely my favorite player from that. One of my favorite players from that season. Uh, What a great player. And then a few more modern players: uh, Victoria from Edge of Extinction. Yes. yes. So underrated. Yep. So great. Uh, as well as Janet from Island of the Idols. I mean, I need more Janet on we, my television screen. All,
0: I just want Janet to hug me. Yes, cause she's the grandmother. Uh, just, 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 grandmother. I just want to tell, need. hold me and tell me everything's gonna be okay. Exactly. Especially during the pandemic. Exactly. Like 2020 needs more Janet. <laughs> yes, she does. Uh, those are all great picks. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see those one day uh, on a second chance season. Uh, for me, uh, some names that popped up to my head were uh, Sydney from Ko Rong. Yes. Uh, right. I. I. We'll get into this. Uh, we've done, been doing some other researches on other seasons. I like. I was going back. I was like, man, Sydney plays a really great game in Ko Rong and. Obviously, she's not the winner, so we don't see it as much of it. But I think she plays a really solid game for sure. Wait, and, and
1: everyone that whole season was like Aubrey or Michelle. Aubrey or Michelle, where are my Sydney fans? Right.
0: I was rooting for her the whole season. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Bring her back. Uh, I think. Additionally, uh, I would love to see my boy Dominic Abate from Survivor Ghost Island. Just seeing that uh, him lose in the final two. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like he's a shoe in for any second chance just because of how he lost. Uh, and then another. Just very heartbreaking vote off would be Jessica Lewis, right? From Millennials versus Gen X. Uh, And being able to, for her, to redeem herself from the rock draw Mm and being voted out that way. Gosh, it'd be
1: so great. So great. And so, Caleb, we're about to dive into our episode with these second chancers, but real quick for our listeners, As always, we are looking at the characters, we are not looking at the people. And I think this is especially important, this particular episode. Oh, absolutely. And I will actually bring that up in my argument here in a few minutes. But uh, we don't know these people. We wish we did know former Survivor players. But all we know is the character that they played uh, on this edited TV show. And so that's what we'll be looking at um, for our analysis this episode. Also, quick spoiler warning, uh, we will be spoiling ep- or seasons 15, 25, and 31, at least to some extent. So, if you haven't listened to those, what are you doing with your life? Go go watch them so you can come back and listen to our episode. This
0: is a pandemic, and uh, they have nothing better to do. Exactly. But also, Netflix now has Kageon and Heroes versus Villains. Yes. So,
1: yes. Yes. It's a party. So, let's sit back, relax. Hide your leather bracelets. Caleb,
0: hit us with this matchup. You've got to make that reference? I have to. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so for our Final Tribal Council, Fantasy Final Tribal Council, looking at Outwit, Outplay, Outlast, we have two Survivor Second Chancers in PG Law and Abby Maria Gomez. And so... That is PG from Survivor, first showing on our TVs in Survivor 15, uh, Survivor China, uh, and then also appearing on Survivor Season 31, Cambodia, or Second Chances, as we also like to call it. Uh, Ave Maria first graced our televisions with the epic character that is her. This, Yes, Ave Maria is so much fun. Television, I understand why Survivor cast her almost immediately. But in Philippines, uh, Survivor Season 25 and also... Survivor Season 31 in Cambodia. Also, fun fact about Abby Maria is that apparently she was almost uh, casted for Token Jeans. Yes, I've heard this. Yes, but she was from a town very close to Token, like where they filmed <laughs> Token Jeans, And so that's why they didn't put her on because they felt like she'd have an unfair advantage knowing the area.
1: Right, right. Which would be crazy. I think of like if I was cast on a Survivor Season in like the cornfields in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is just a normal Saturday.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that what you do? You just go in the cornfields in Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I'm from Alabama, and we at least have more than that. But, uh, you know, we've got it, So. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> but yes, so we have these two fun women of Survivor, and I think that one of the great interactions about these two, uh, you know, last episode we had Malcolm and JT who have this fun, like, epic boot-off. But PG and Abby Maria have a great blow-up on, like, the first day on the beach, be <laughs> over a leather bracelet. So great.
1: So great. So, you know, Caleb, you'll be arguing for PG yes, today. Yes, yes, I will. I will be arguing for Abby Maria. Abby was convinced PG was the one who stole the, her bracelet. Yes. I will give you the benefit of the doubt and let you go first for your opening statement in our fantasy final Tribal Council today.
0: Yeah. Well, Alex, I'm going to be honest. I have my work cut out for me today. Hmm. Because if you look on paper at PG versus Abby Maria, or if you just didn't have their names, you just had their stats on a sheet of paper, Abby Maria would be an easy win. Why? They both get fifth in each of their first seasons. In Cambodia, PG gets 18th. In Cambodia, Abby Maria gets 7th. Great. So that's our episode, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you later. But fortunately, Alex, that this is not an episode or a podcast that looks at stats on a paper While Stats might be important. There's much more nuance in this argument. Uh, Yes, PG only lasted 45 days. Yes, Abby Maria lasted 71 days on Survivor. But ultimately, I have never related to a Survivor castaway more than I have PG Law, and looking back at both of her games. Because Alex, you know that I love playing board games. And you know that I'm a pretty logical player when playing board games. You're shaking your head at me. You you know that I'm logical. And the, one of the most frustrating things in the world is that when I'm being logical and arguing and screaming at people across the table, like that one time we were playing Catan, and people just don't believe me. And they just they just don't. They're not They're not playing smart or playing logical. And the reason PG is a better survivor player than Abby Maria is because PG's success is destroyed or limited by her castmates around her not playing smart and not playing logically. And you can make that argument that PG didn't make those moves happen, but ultimately PG is a mover and shaker in in her, specifically, China season, uh, but also in Cambodia And she is, her game is tarnished by her tribe mates around her. And that is why PG is the better survivor player. Because she does really great things with what she can. Against Abby Maria, who is kind of just along for the ride. Ooh, okay. That,
1: I will prove you wrong for that last statement here in a few minutes. But my opening for Abby Maria, and it's a hot take. Abby Maria almost always knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, she she was a very logical player. She got frustrated at times. She was very passionate. Let her emotions get the best of her sometimes. Who doesn't? Who doesn't (laughs) let their emotions get the best of her? She was just more open and upfront about them. But lining up her collective game between the two seasons, you know, it actually lines up really well in the categories of Outweight, Outplay, and outlast. How how people see Abby Maria, it's as this like very volatile, that was the word on Survivor Wiki that was used in her bio, was volatile uh, player. But actually, she plays really well in these categories of Survivor. And so, you know, we have no idea if the edit was accurate or not. And it made her seem unbearable to be around at camp. There's maybe some truth to it. There's maybe not. I probably wouldn't be very nice if I was starving on an island uh, with people trying to vote me out for a million dollars. And so I think there's more to her game than just being that chaotic and intense player. So today I am a champion for Abby Maria and I'm going to prove why she is actually, she's not just the hothead that Survivor has made her out to be, but she's actually a very logical and successful Survivor
0: player. Great. I, I will agree with you, Alex, that she's more than the hot set hot head that we see on TV. And she probably is a pretty good Survivor player. She is just not a better Survivor player than PG.
1: Interesting. Okay, to
0: get into that, let's let's move
1: into the category of Outwit. Great. Great. Caleb, remind us, what exactly is this category looking at?
0: Yeah, so Outwit is all the social elements of the game, the relationships that you build, uh, and the way that you use those relationships to put yourself farther in the game. Yes.
1: So... With that being said, one of Abby's greatest strengths of Survivor, which is often overlooked, is her ability to make really strong, successful alliances early on in the game. Okay. And that's the distinction between early on in the game versus later in yeah, the game. Yeah, for sure. She struggles later in the game. I would argue earlier in the game is when it's most important to survive those first couple of votes. Sure. Especially for a player like Abby Maria, who's maybe... Uh, a little bit more outspoken, a little bit more emotional, and isn't able to really carry the team in those those first few tribal uh, immunity challenges. She needs those relationships to make it through the first couple of votes. And, And she did. And so looking at her game in Survivor Philippines, RC and Abby Maria were best friends. Day one, they link up, and they are the tightest pair of the season for a long time. Enough so that R.C., a very strategic and good player, shares her idol clue with Abby because they're that close. And, and we've talked about sharing idols and sharing idol clues and how no one should ever do it unless they absolutely have to. For sure. But R.C. trusted Abby that much to do that. And that's a, that's a sign of a really close relationship.
0: How'd that, how'd that work out for R.C.?
1: Oh, uh, really poorly, but it worked out really well for Abby, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm getting there. Um, one of my favorite chaotic moments of Survivor is the quote-unquote breakup of this BFF relationship. Yes, um, And it is Abby, Maria, and R.C., they had the idol clue together. Abby finds the idol. Um, actually, I don't think she found the idol at this point yet, but they had... They. She didn't. They had the clue, and... Abby shared it with Pete, who is also on that tribe. Pete puts the clue in RC's bag when it was actually, like, hidden, buried somewhere in the woods. And Abby saw it falling out of her bag in the shelter and realizes RC is trying to find the idol without Abby Maria to get Abby Maria out. Realizes or concludes incorrectly? It concludes incorrectly because we're watching it. But... My argument here is that that logic is really sound. I think any logical player, if they see that happening, they no longer trust that person. Right? That's a very logical argument. And Abby's made out to be this like crazy figure who blew up on RC. I think it's warranted. I think it's warranted. Maybe it was a little bit more emotional than it needed to be, but you can't blame her. Because it's a logical decision. Uh, I just love the chaos that Pete caused there. That's just a fun moment. Oh, oh, me.
0: absolutely. Uh, Pete like It's an
1: underrated move.
0: That is the that's what I would do. And like if was on the <laughs> bottom, I'd just be sitting in the back like of the tent, like <laughs> Well, especially because they
1: kept winning immunity. And it's oh, like yeah. I feel like I'd be bored. Oh, for and so sure. i just try to stir up trauma. What what's great about that is, you know, the merge boot, they split the votes and, and RC's the first one out. Later on down the road, Abby finds the idol and Abby survives the first two votes of the merge because of her relationship with Lisa from that tribe. Lisa stuck with her even though everyone wanted Abby out and, and Abby stayed there um, for the first couple of episodes uh, at the merge. Then Artis and Pete start getting voted out. Um, beyond that, Abby had to successfully play her idol, which I'll get to later in the outplay section. But those alliances got her through three fourths of the game, uh, which is incredibly impressive. Um, now, looking at Second Chances, that same idea of creating really strong alliances, that tribe, Takeo, lost the first immunity challenge, and they immediately had to go to Tribal Council. They didn't have time to, to plan. Abby did receive four votes there, but she was in the majority alliance to, to vote out Vetus.
0: Yes. Determined. I'll get to that later. Determined by PG?
1: Get that, I'll get to that later. <laughs> but she, nonetheless, she's in the alliance. Sure. She sure. knew who to vote for. Sure. Uh, she wasn't out there uh, at, at the end. Right after that, she overhears Sharon and PG making fun of her. And she gets upset, and she's confronted by Terry. Terry Dietz, Captain America himself. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. And she says, oh, well, if you comfort me, I, I'm with you now. Which, you know, somebody look at it and go like, oh, that's just sad. She's just going to ride. Ride Terry's back to the end. I think Abby's really smart, and she went. Terry's a super loyal player, and and he's predictable, and he wants to help me. Great, I'm gonna latch on here because I don't trust those new schoolers. Old schoolers are gonna be easier to work with down down the road because they're a little bit more straightforward. And I think Abby took advantage of that. I don't. I didn't think she had to. um, Just because Terry comforted her. That happens a lot in Survivor. Opposing alliances will emotionally support one another and vote each other out. But she chose to do that. Uh, Later on uh, in the game she makes an alliance with uh, Wentworth and Sierra and Cass and that ended up being the minority alliance for the entire post-merge. But it helped Abby propel her way halfway through the merge. Um, because of that alliance and because she was so close, especially to Wentworth, who was such a strong player that season. So creating alliances is, is super important and is really highlighted in Abby's game. The other piece of outwit that I want to highlight for Abby is that she was able to get out her targets constantly, especially in Survivor Cambodia. And so, Caleb, can you think of the three targets Abby had in Survivor Cambodia?
0: Well, obviously, Andrew Savage.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, okay, four, four targets. <laughs> Andrew Savage, we have PG uh, and Shirin yeah. um, for, you know, when she overheard, overheard them bullying her, they, they said it was bullying, I don't know exactly if that's how right. we would classify it or not, uh, as well as Wu, who voted for her three different times, and she made it very clear. Alex, you voted for me twice. I still love it. It's, <laughs> it's sound logic. Um, and so, you know, she's able to get at the targets uh, after the first fu- uh, tribal council, you know, and she overheard Sharan and PG, she linked up with Terry. Her and Jeff Varner decided to flip on the New School Alliance to go back with the Old School Alliance. Right. Um, and, and that was those two deci- those two's decision, and, and then Kelly Wentworth came over, and that left kind of the two people on the top of the New School Alliance now on the bottom of the tribe, and Spencer and Shireen, And they voted out Shireen. Then the very next episode, it splits the three tribes. Um, and, and Abby goes to Angkor, um, and she's in the number. She has four formats: TO t- K- two buy on. She connects up with Tasha and Savage um, and Varner and takes out PG because they've had beef the entire season at that point. And then to Ko 2.0, after it goes back down to 2, Spencer's supposed to be the one getting voted out. Um, And Savage wanted to keep Wu and kind of keep his numbers strong. And Abby's so frustrated because Wu voted for her two or three times. She flips to vote him out too. And so it's like every target she had, she successfully took out one by one by one. Now, was she the main driver behind those? Not necessarily. But she was a main factor in flipping alliances constantly back and forth to get out her targets who were coming for her. And so then, we hit post-merge, she doesn't have any targets going after her. They're just kind of dragging her along as quote-unquote a goat, which I'll talk about later. But at that point, she had no enemies. Which I think is a testament to her
0: outwit ability. Okay. Alex, I... I have a feeling, especially how long you just spent <laughs> on Abby Maria, uh, for only two seasons of content, uh, that you are trying to put intention where it's not there. You're trying to, in, in, as you should be doing, craft a narrative that may or may not be true about Abby Maria. True. Uh, I, Because you, you can say, all oh, that was intentional. RC's blow-up was intentional. Her... Argument with ultimately PG, and then ultimately the Sharen PG making fun of her or whatever, whatever was going mm-hmm. on, and, and her choosing to stick with Terry after that mm-hmm. was intentional choices. I, or that's that is a a way to look at it. It is a way. I
1: didn't say it was. I didn't say the PG fight was intentional. No, no. I mean, I meant the, the the blow up
0: after it. Talk, okay, you did not say that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now, you, who's who's crafting the narrative now, Caleb? I, I am. It's because it's my turn to talk. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. But ultimately, right, Ave Maria is a really fun player and character. And I agree, especially at the end of uh, Survivor Philippines. I think she knows exactly what she's doing in terms of I'm going to try to get care. I I think she knows that she's not winning. I I think she knows that she's going to try to get to the end uh, and get as much money as she can. But ultimately, you also said earlier that she does a great job of building relationships that gets her through the first part of the mer- first part of the game. Correct, correct. She does not do that in Cambodia. PG is on the is in the larger alliance with Varner that flips against the New School, mm-hmm. right? Abby Maria is not controlling that vote. Abby Maria is being utilized in the in the first part, not because of an alliance that she has made. I give you RC. I'll give you Pete. Like, you're absolutely right for Philippines. Mm -hmm. But in Cambodia, she is, for at least, especially the first part of the game, she is the pawn for the people wanting to make specific moves. She's a pawn for Varner uh, in in terms of... And when when I say pawn, I just mean the the vote that they're wanting to use to make what they want happen, happen. Varner uses her vote to flip it between the old school and new school alliances. Mm -hmm. Tasha and Savage use her vote... To flip the script on the Angkor tribe, where they were down in numbers, right? But they had to build relationships
1: with Abby in order for that to happen, and so the relationships are there, and
0: she's surviving. Abby's an easy vote early on. I disagree with I disagree with that because she's the swing vote in in those situations. Okay, uh, and that that is my point here is that I you're you about like why she, she's so intentional in the beginning, and she makes really great relationships is true for Philippines. Mm -hmm. I would disagree with that. Respectfully disagree. So then she finds
1: herself in good relationships in Cambodia. Whether she's the one creating it or not, she's finding herself in safe relationships while she's flipping back and forth to get out her targets.
0: Okay, so to be clear, then it doesn't matter what the person does. It just depends on what the relationships that they find themselves in. But that's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. I'm just set, I'm setting up my argument here. Okay. I, I I will I will agree. I will I will say. <laughs> we're spending 20 minutes on Abby <laughs> Maria Gomez, which Come on. This is why I love Abby Maria. Come on. Okay. Okay. Here's I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Peachy, uh, because I, I told you earlier that she is a victim of her tribe mates. Uh, she is set up to fail in China. If you will look up the look up the Zhanhu tribe. Versus the Fei Long tribe. Please, if you tell me that you are surprised, or if you are surprised that Fei Long is the better tribe and the stronger tribe throughout the pre-merge, I, I don't know what you're looking at. Uh, the, the, so she is set up from the beginning on a weaker tribe, uh, a discoherent tribe. I mean, chicken, I love you, but damn. <laughs> She finds herself trying to make, trying to use her str- her social relationships logically and actually correctly in most cases. I'll give you, she has some, I think, two significant misplays. One being the uh, Sharan, like she's trying to bond with Sharan over a dislike of Abby, and Abby over overhears, where so that's a misplay. Like, that's unfortunate that that happened and I think ultimately cost her in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also in China, she tries to, after the, uh, kidnapping of the other two, of the two tribe members. She tries to work with Frosty and Sharia uh, on the other tribe, saying, like, hey, like we're still with you. And they're like, not. They've decided to buy into the Fei-Long alliance when they're going to be on the bottom. Uh, PG's making a logical argument. PG works with Jamie to throw a challenge to get Aaron, and James out. And theoretically, would have done it potentially as well, but they wanted to win that immunity challenge, the second immunity challenge, with the, the classic Balut. Uh, but because they wanted to protect Frosty and Sharia. Right? So the she has these relationships that she's trying to work with. that they're, The wool has been pu- pulled over her tribe mate's eyes by a great, great alliance of... Todd, Amanda, and Courtney, Denise, right? And even and even Denise. Denise is clearly on the bottom of the totem pole. And I, uh, not Abby, <laughs> PG takes Denise on a reward challenge with her and tries to make a final three with her, Eric, and Denise. And Denise is like, no, I'm, I'm good, right? When James is going to get voted out, PG tries to kind of play with James. And, and this is the other, like, I think, strate- poor strategic move that PG ultimately makes is how she treats James on uh, Zan-Hu when he comes back, because James wants nothing to do with her at that point. And so even when she tries to flip the things that's going around with James's idols and, and what's happening uh, before James is blind she has no leverage to do that because James wants nothing to do with her. But even still, they're very logical and correct arguments. And so is she successful at completing those things? No. But I don't know that that's all necessarily her fault as much as it is her tribe mate's faults. when she's presenting logical arguments, which are true. You're smiling at me. But Denise was on the bottom of that alliance. Uh, and she should have. And likewise, in Cambodia, they have a, a four-person four person majority on uh, Angkor tribe. Varner... I don't know what Varner's doing, but he's trying to talk to other tribes. And that's when Tasha, it's like that moment in the season where uh, it's after a challenge and Tasha's like, we got a snake, we got a snake. Yep. And that throws distrust, eat further distrust from Abby Maria onto Varner.
1: Right, but it was Abby and Varner who went with Tasha and Savage to vote out PG. I think you have that wrong. No, I do not. No, I do not. It was um, Abby who chose to go with Savage and Tasha after they successfully wooed her to do so, to go after PG. And then after they lost that immunity challenge, right? PG you're right. and Abby you're were right. going after each you're
0: other. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. It's still, uh, but it's still, uh, I go back to earlier, like the whole beef with Abby and Maria is compounded by the Sharin thing. But like the whole start of it was a complete happenstance. over a miscommunication over a leather bracelet. Right. And so she is a victim of her tribe mates specifically in China which I think she has a very strong chance to win China if she can be successful in flipping those things. And my whole point in bringing up this is because I told you on paper Abby Maria probably wins this argument. Mm -hmm. But not on paper in context of what they're doing in their seasons. PG does more strategically with her relationships than Abby Maria for the most part is a vote the the strong person, uh, the strong alliances in the season.
1: Okay, but you've just spent your entire time, you you know, you said PG has really good logical arguments, which I totally agree. PG is an incredible player, especially in China. Yeah. But you spent a majority of your time talking about how bad everyone else is that she played with and how she made a lot of mistakes.
0: I said she made two significant mistakes. Okay,
1: so two significant mistakes
0: and everyone else she
1: played with was bad.
0: No, no, no. So, I said they, she was making logical arguments. Okay, and they were not listening. And, and they, they, which should have been followed, right? Because everything that she said, specifically in China, happened. Right, but that does not
1: build a case for PG being better than Abby and outwit. That builds a case that she had some good intentions, but she couldn't execute it because the people around her, she couldn't rally the people around her to do what she wanted. She was not able to convince everyone else to do what she wanted them to do.
0: Right, but, and what I'm saying is that Abby doesn't do that. That Abby ha- has no, con- at least from what we see, has no control in that. But PG didn't have control either. Okay, and that's what I'm saying, at least PG is doing it. She's trying to do it, she's not doing it. At, and that's, at, those, at, that's least, try, at least trying to do that, and Abby Maria doesn't do it at all.
1: She's not trying to manipulate people, she's trying to build relationships. I, just, I think you're, you are trying to spin... So are you! <laughs> right. We are both trying to spin arguments here. Hey, you know what, you know what, Alice? Okay. You're speaking llama. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's you, my friend. Caleb, <laughs> we got to move past outwit. We have spent 30 <laughs> minutes talking about these two outwit that neither one of us thought we would do. So, nope. <laughs> let's move
0: on to outplay. Hit me with PG, PG's outplay. I think the difference between... I'm, I'm probably going to make some of your arguments here. PG has seven challenge wins to Abby Maria's fifteen challenge wins. It's important to note that Abby Maria didn't go to uh, tribal, and and her, she was on a very strong tribe in Philippines, and that that's where a lot of her wins come from. Abby Maria does have an individual immunity win. PG has three individual challenge wins from Survivor China. She doesn't have any after she gets out early in uh, Cambodia. The the main thing I think with without out, out Idols had not come, besides Wentworth finding the idol, uh, she, PG isn't long enough in, in Cambodia to really put idols into play mm-hmm. um, for, for out of a strong argument, and there's only two on uh, China. They're not, it's not quite the advantages that are so robust later on in the seasons, uh, so ultimately uh, I think the reason that PG is, is the better athlete and challenge player in this uh, section of the argument compared to Abby Maria cuz Abby Maria's statistics are inflated by the tribes that she was on. Yeah.
1: Uh, Caleb, I really appreciate the fact that the way you frame things, you try to discredit them by like talking about statistics, I guess. But let's think beyond that. You, it seems like you're just trying to discredit stats.
0: No, I'm not trying to discredit stats. I'm just saying that I can make stats tell me anything I want.
1: Right. Like you're going to lose this episode. That's what that's what they're saying. Sure. That's what they're telling me now. So yeah, you gave the stats for Abby Maria, and it's important to note too. You know, you said you had said PG got voted off much earlier than Abby Maria, and which is why there's that discrepancy there in, in the challenge wins. It's also important to note that from uh, immunity challenges after PG got voted off, Abby only won one um, in um, second chances. I don't remember how many reward challenges she won, and Survivor Wiki doesn't really distinguish yeah. the two. For um, sure. So a- another characteristic here in Outplay is the use of advantages. Yeah. And so, for Abby, in Season 25, she did find an idol yeah. um, that RC shared the clue to, like I said, and she found the idol, and she correctly played it. Yeah. Uh, they split the votes to get out Pete and Abby, and, and Abby played it when she needed to. Uh, now what's cool is right after that was the Survivor auction. Yeah. And there's some really smart players there. She was the only one to hold back and not buy anything. The advantage came up, she spent $500 to buy the advantage. What it was was in the next media challenge, she got to bypass the first two sections of it. Um, it was kind of like a maze challenge type thing, uh, yeah. lots of climbing. Um, and she ended up winning. And, and it was right when she needed to win because she was going home. yeah, and she won right there, and it caused chaos in the tribe, uh, which was really fun to see. Chaos is the ladder. <laughs> okay. bored <laughs> Baelish. <laughs> Also, also cast, cast, so. cast. So, um, and kind of Angelina too. She had a ladder. <laughs> got him. She did have a ladder. But with that advantage, uh, what's kind of cool too. And this, this, may be a little bit out, a little bit outplay. Is that she lied and said there were two parts of the advantage. One was that she got to bypass the first two uh, sections. The other is that she had an immunity idol or yeah. a immunity idol clue, and she had a quote unquote fake idol in her pocket. And so, what's cool about that? No one believed her, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she stuck with it. That's but she for stuck sure. with it, and uh, they put out Carter instead of her uh, yeah. because they just they claimed in the episode it was because she was a goat and they could beat her in the end. Yes, but I think a little bit of them was scared.
0: Like, oh a little bit of them my. was scared. Th- this is, again, we're going back to, I'm throwing a t- intention that's not actually there. <laughs> it could have been there. This is how the story actually showed how it was, but I think that's a lie. You never know. Um, and and then
1: and then a fun fact, too, you know, her tribe was so dominant in, in Philippines, and she won that, like, very physical immunity challenge. Um, she actually told us in her second season that she tore her ACL in the Survivor Philippines Marooning. Yeah. And she didn't
0: quit. She yeah. didn't get medevaced, and she was still a physical player, Yeah, which is kind of a cool fact. And this was interesting about both these two is that on the bottom, in their first seasons, they win immunities when they need to. Yes. So, yeah, so does PG. Very true. But PG doesn't need an advantage to help her win one.
1: Uh, PG didn't get an advantage, and Abby sure. did. Yeah, I um, So did. <laughs> uh, okay, last category here, Outlast. Um, just a few things to say for Abby Maria. She is literally the constant target. Of all of her, all of her seasons. Yeah. Um, and, and she has a total of 23 votes between two seasons. Oh, oh 23? Yeah, 23. Oh, I only had 21, so that's, oh, that's hey. interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, she made it to the final five and the final seven, respectively, in her two seasons, a total of 71 days. And, and I just, I, w- I want to raise the question of, you know, was Abby Maria really a GOAT? I don't know. She could have been. But she could have not been. And I stand by, had she made it to the final three in Survivor Philippines, she would not have gotten third. She would have gotten at least two votes uh, in Pete and Artis because she was tight with them through their their exit in the game. And so you never know. What, I, I don't see anyone else voting for her, but you never know what could have happened. And so <laughs> there I am again. I'm, I, see, I hear it now. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I just, I stand by... I think she was a little bit of a goat, but I don't think she was as big of a goat as people thought she was. I thought I think she has more game than just a vote to swing back and forth. You know she controlled a lot of her own, uh, you know, her targets that she got out, which helped propel her through the game. Had she not gotten out Sharin or PG or Wu, these are the people voting for her trying to get her out. She's likely out earlier than that. and so she was smart enough to get them out, which helped her outlast all of her targets, and and some some other really big names in Survivor
0: Second Chances. Okay. You know, Alex, if being a good player means getting a lot of votes, and there's a lot of really great players that uh, we we need to talk about then. Uh, Because PG only ever has 12 votes against her. Uh, You could argue that part of the reason she got voted out so early in Second Chances was because she got swap-screwed. She's put on to the one tribe, but she had the numbers. <laughs> She's put onto the one tribe that has the person with the biggest beef for almost no particular reason. Right, but a little bit of blame on PG. Oh, again, I, I, credit is is due. Yeah. What credit is due. She got swap screwed, but she was partly to blame for it. Yeah, for, but not not for the tribe that she ended up on. Yes, right. So it's like it's that idea of like she ends up on any other tribe, or Abby Maria ends up on any other tribe. Yes. And we're talking about a different story
1: here. But I think swap-screwed indicates that it was a game issue that got her out. I don't think it was a game issue that got her out. I think it was a personal issue that got her out.
0: For sure, that was compounded by a game issue. Okay.
1: But the game issue wasn't the main factor.
0: Right. But again, we go back to all these what-ifs, like what if something doesn't happen, right? So what if Abby Maria and PG aren't on the Incor tribe together? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, anyways... PG doesn't have quite as many. She's a target in China because she's a threat to win the game later on if she makes it to the final three. Abby Maria is never a threat to win the game. As you said, yeah, maybe she gets seconds, but as we've learned with Winners at War, just because you get more votes at the final Tribal Council doesn't necessarily mean you have the better game. I'm talking about uh, what? I'm talking about Michelle versus Natalie, right? Michelle gets oh, zero okay. vote finalists. Natalie doesn't.
1: I thought you were taking a, a, a jab at Tony. Oh, gonna absolutely. people are going to come through your head. Not. I'll give you Caleb's <laughs> personal email address if you want. <laughs> his phone number, you can go straight for him if you want.
0: Right, right. And so ultimately, this idea of outlash, I, I go back to what said, because this is the argument I has. On paper, you can look at these two and say, well, Avon Maria lasted 30 days longer than PG. Yeah, you say that she wasn't a goat, or maybe that she wasn't a goat. I, I do believe that Abby Maria had more game than we're probably were led to believe. Uh, I think in in this argument, in terms of Outlast especially, you're giving more agency to Abby Maria than is deserved, only because there are really strong, great players around her using that vote as they used other players' votes throughout the season. Outlast-wise, the stats are conflated. The stats are harder to look at. And you're going you're gonna to throw the stats back at me, Alex. But ultimately, i got to argue what i got to argue, and that's why PG wins at last.
1: Okay. Okay. All respect towards PG. Uh, no respect towards you. That's how I roll. Great. Caleb, let's close it out here. Um, we spent much longer this episode than we thought. So we much longer. Show, which them. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of us. Um, Caleb, let's kick it off with your closing argument for PG.
0: As I said in my opening statement, my thesis statement, if you will, is that PG is a victim of some poor gameplay by the, her tribe mates around her. I do sincerely believe that PG has two very big flaws in, her, in both of her games, and that is not, is creating difficult relation, working relationships with James and a difficult working relationship with Abby and Maria. That is a personal fault of her game. PG is the better survivor player because of how she is using her strategic relationships around her, at least attempting to. Right? You you made the big point about that PG wasn't successful, and I and I, I agree with you. But I'm I'm also going to say that doesn't mean she wasn't right in her thinking, right? You've made those arguments before that just because like with with Malcolm uh, and and voting out Philip or not voting, yeah, voting out Philip not being the wrong move. He said, well, it was the logical move. I said, yeah, sure, it was the logical move. It was the wrong move. Yeah. but the difference there is Malcolm. It was
1: he was successful in his logical move. PG has not been successful in her logical moves. Well,
0: this is this isn't this isn't a debate about Malcolm versus PG. <laughs> it's about okay. PG versus I'm Abby Maria. Saying, I'm just saying. i just What I'm saying is that that still counts. Okay. Uh, and Abby Maria, other than I'll give you the idle play because I forgot about that stuff. Uh, so and not the idle play in particular, but the like fake idol until you mentioned it. I'll give her that. But outside of that, Abby Maria's strategic moves aren't very existent, or, or at the very least, as ineffective as PG's. Hmm. And that is why PG is the better survivor player in terms of outwit, outplay, outlast, and what we think of survivor players versus Abby Maria.
1: And and obviously here, for my closing statement, I disagree uh, because why else would we be here if we didn't disagree on this? Uh, But I think Abby Maria being a constant target and playing from the bottom, I mean, it it, it makes her the better survivor player because she was able to win challenges when she needed to. And and so did PG. She was able to outlast much longer, significantly longer. And I haven't used the stats against you because you keep talking about them. 18th to 7th is a really, really big difference in an outstanding cast of players for Survivor 31. Um, You know, she made it farther. She played advantages really well, and she constantly got out her targets. Um, Whether she was the one in the driver's seat or not, she was able to pinpoint the targets and move with the people she needed to to get out her targets. She's kind of playing her own game a little bit, uh, especially in Survivor Second Chances. But I think Abby Maria, she's a dangerous player. And, and at the end of the day, she deserves a whole lot more respect than I think what a lot of people give her. And, and that's why I think in terms of outwi- outplay and outlast, she has the better gameplay for this matchup.
0: And there you have it. Great. So
1: everyone, thanks so much for listening. I think this is a classic example of Caleb and I Simply arguing because we love to argue with one another.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a long episode, much longer than I anticipated it being. But you know what? That's the fun of Survivor. And so if you uh, are a first-time listener, uh, go check us out. If you are a returning listener, make sure you check out all of our um, other episodes. Also, like us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, comment to us on our Instagram page, at Speaking We want to hear from you.
1: Exactly. And we've got more episodes coming out every Sunday for you. And so hope you enjoy them uh, and we'll see you next week.